0: What's going on, everybody? I'm Peter Toring.
1: and I'm Chris Van Buffen.
0: With the Homes Real Estate Podcast, we wanted to talk to you, some, stir the pot a little bit today, and talk <laughs> about uh, myths uh, about uh, some of your favorite cable TV house hunting shows. Ooh, buddy, this is going to be a good one. So we we always kind of laugh. We watch some of these shows, whether they're about uh, fixing up a property, or uh, whether they're about flipping it, or whether they're about. Uh, you know, you go out and you find a three houses in them and then you put an offer on one at the end of the day. We just wanted to kind of dispel a couple of these myths. We have a lot of new buyers we coming in. Do have to do this today, Peter? Hey, they watch a lot of TV and they say, hey, you know, so it's exactly like it looks on house hunters, right?
1: Oh, good gravy. I just had one like that. It was about painting tile. Ugh.
0: Yeah, don't paint tile. Yeah, just don't uh, do so it. So let's talk about the big first one. Uh, one of the more popular shows, you know, that you go out, you see three houses, and you pick from one of them at the end of the day.
1: You know, I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but by the time they actually record, that house is already bought, man. I, I'd like, love that if our buyers went out and showed three
0: houses and we, we put we, an offer. We'd be done. The the reality of that situation is, is a little bit more intricate. So, not only can we not always find your uh, dream home in, in three showings, um, but also it can take a span of uh, you know weeks or even
1: months. Well, you know, quite honestly, I, I love when. You, you show the first home, I just had it happen a few days ago, you show them one home and people are like, this is my house. Mm-hmm. I love this house, let's write it up. It it's does great. happen. Mm-hmm. It happens, okay? And, and that's another thing sometimes people are scared of is, what if I get the first home I see? No, don't but, be afraid of that. No if, it's your, no, if it's the first one you see and it's that's your house, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. But the whole three and done theory, I mean, it's more than likely between five and eight, I think that's about what I'm averaging. Mm-hmm. You get You want to know what you're looking at and... You know, just get a feel for the different homes that are on the market.
0: Right. Yeah, you want to definitely want to get and Sometimes you can start looking for one thing, and by the time that you're finished house hunting, you are looking at a different area, you're looking for different criteria. Um, we see that happen a lot, especially with first time buyers. One of the other things we wanted to go over is, Chris, can you just call that offer in? Can we just, you just sit down with a buyer and you just get the other agent on the phone and you call in your offer?
1: <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I'm sure you've had it happen once or twice. I've had it happen. Can we just call them and let, let them know what we want to offer? No. Or let them know I'm interested? Yeah. No. no. I, of course, we'll do our due diligence up front. We're going to call the other agent. We're going to say we have an offer coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to you know, ask different questions to see what would make the offer look great for their, their seller. But we can't just call, like I've seen on some of the shows, hey, I'm coming in all cash at $200,000, closing a week.
0: Nope. We've got a real estate contract. There's a lot of paperwork that goes with it. And a lot of people don't realize that that's a legally binding contract that you're signing.
1: Oh, absolutely. Our buyers need to be protected. The sellers need to to be protected. This is a meeting of the minds, and it is the biggest sale of most people's lives. Yeah,
0: it's not as sexy as it is on TV, but it is... The way that you're going to be protected. So uh, one of the other things we wanted to talk about too is, you know, some of these shows they go in and I've um, <clears throat> got a $500,000 budget, and instead of spending, uh, you know, $550 or $600, that's what the house fully finished uh, is going to cost. I'm going to spend $300,000, and I'm going to put $150,000 into this property, and I'm going to have a $700,000 property when I'm done with it. What Whoa. are some of the pitfalls of of that particular show.
1: <clears throat> where do you want me to start? Let's start I, I with just... how, how do we how do we uh, how do we pay for those repairs?
0: Let's start with that.
1: I, I hope you have a really massive bank account yeah. because, you know, there are a few loans coming up now where where you can do reasonable repairs. We've still got the 203k out there. That caps at $35,000. Yeah, you're and and you're talking like pretty much, you know, necessary and habitable repairs. You're not talking about you know your gourmet luxury kitchen, right? I, I think they may they may put a, a limit on that.
0: Yeah, and it's and two that's a, you know a lot of paperwork that goes along with that. So what people don't realize is that when you're doing a fixer upper, you know yes you paid three hundred thousand for the property, but you can't necessarily mortgage those repairs. Those repairs are, are you're know, not going to go in. So for a lot of people, it's actually better to spend a little bit more and roll it into your monthly payment. Than it is to come out spend less money up front and then try and unless you've got a ton of available cash, then try and fix that property. The other thing we see is I can't tell you how many times we see oh, I'm going to move the rooms around, I'm going to knock out this wall, I'm going to do that without realizing
1: it's not always how it works. Oh goodness, yeah, absolutely. And and the funny thing is I've never seen where somebody puts a hundred grand into a house and magically it's worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more. I mean that just that blows my mind. Most of the time, your your investment doesn't really match up to the value. Usually, it's actually in most cases a little bit less than what you put in.
0: Yeah. Now, of course, there's you know there's there's of course uh, exemptions to that. You know, there's a lot of houses. If you do buy it, what Chris is referring to a lot of times is if you buy a habitable house, maybe it just needs um, your. It's not. To your preference, and you update it. A lot of times, you're not getting those that money back. Now, if you buy it below market value, it needs updates. That's where you're going to get more, you know, more out of the house than you put in. Um, and it's, but it does turn into two people don't think about when we're knocking out walls. Not only are there structural issues going on, uh, you know, this could be a five, six, seven thousand dollar thing. But also, in some of the older homes we have in the area, now you've got vaulted plaster that you're going to try and repair. You've got, I mean. There's a lot more that goes into this. You've got HVAC that you may have to relocate. Big time. A lot more that that, that goes into this than just um you know taking a sledgehammer or something. Yeah, and,
1: and you know on this this whole flipping budgetary idea um how how do you like the homes where they buy one and they they want to you know love it or list it or whatever and they never have an inspection and they're always running into these problems. So never have an inspection. No,
0: so w- one of the things here is, is if you have a contractor that does not have a contingency fund for things that go wrong, you need a new contractor. Every project you're ever going to do is going to have things wrong. You know, number one, you should have a, 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 a home inspector come in and inspect your house first to first, eliminate some of these within, issues like within mold. seven to
1: ten days, come yeah. on.
0: And the second one is, is if you are going to do a renovation, please have a contractor that has probably a 15% contingency budget to make sure that, especially if you've got an older home, that some of these things are going to be taken
1: care of. I'm sorry, but that is like my absolute biggest pet peeve. I I actually had to stop watching that show. I did like it, Mm -hmm. but it gets a little old after a while. Oh, well, you know, we can't give you this great baby's room because you've got asbestos. Right. It's like... Come
0: on. Yeah, your contractors got to know these things before you start a project. By the when they when they're bidding out the project. Yeah, <clears throat> and like I said, of course, yeah, of course, there's going to be you know unforeseen projects, but like I said, got to have a contingency fund. That's latent, man.
1: That's right yeah. on the open. You can see it. Exactly.
0: Um, one of the other things we wanted to talk about is what about like when you say um, these guys who they they uh, remodel their house before they sell it. You know, I, it's, I just I see this and we say, wait a minute, number one, that's a situation where you're probably not going to get most of that investment back. But number two, for you as a seller, you're going to go through and you're going to live through eight weeks of renovation or 10 weeks or 12 weeks of renovation. While looking for a house. While looking for a house. And then now you love a lot of the things that you didn't like about your house previously and now you're going to move out and not enjoy any of these renovations. I, I It doesn't make any sense.
1: I never understood that logic and... And we get that a lot of times on listing presentations. Oh, should I update this? Should I update that? Should I redo the kitchen? Well, why are you moving? Are you trying to get get my blessing on what you should do to make it so you love the house? Mm -hmm. Or are you trying to make it more saleable?
0: Now, that being said, there are some things that when we've talked about this podcast before that do make a house more saleable that sometimes putting a new kitchen in is worth it. You know, if you have a, a, just a horrible kitchen and you can spend eight grand to to get, you know, new cabinets and countertops Mm -hmm. and you might def, I mean, there's a good chance that you'll get that eight grand. Carpet. Sometimes you can get new
1: new carpet for 2,500 bucks or even clean it.
0: I think carpet is the best low budget pre-sell replacement that you can do. It's cheap. It is it makes the house look a lot better. Mm-hmm. And it's it it it's it's indiscriminate of, of what the rest of your house looks like. Having clean, nice carpets makes the house look better.
1: Well, they're gonna look at that first thing when they walk in, they're gonna see this nice right beautiful plush carpet. And maybe they won't pay attention to the cobwebs and the chandeliers. I I don't know. But it, it's always nice because it does draw your attention yeah. and you focus on it and think about it.
0: Carpets and the light fixture. Light fixture is the other one I really like. For hundred and something bucks, you know, to make your especially foyer chandeliers. Oh really? Replace your chandeliers, guys. The
1: ones that look like they belong in a circus.
0: Right. So that's the those are some of the things that we notice. Uh, You know, the biggest thing I think that my takeaway is from this is talk to somebody that knows what you know, getting your real estate information from a TV show is like getting your medical information from WebMD and thinking that you're going to outdiagnose your your doctor. (laughs) You know, talk to an actual expert. And let them guide you through before you go in and start knocking out walls talk to somebody that knows and maybe that house if you need to knock out three walls maybe it isn't the right house for you you know maybe there's something else that fits your needs better uh you know and then same thing with the sale um if you need to do you know if you think you need to do 10 renovations to get the price you want maybe we need to look at a different price or maybe we need to look at you know the rest of your situation but uh, give chris call give me a call we'd love to talk to you they like said don't be uh don't be doing the web md come talk to the doctors we'll make sure that you get actual expert real estate advice if you're considering any things also we can hook you up with a contractor who can help you out um you know if you do want to do any of these renovations
1: yeah, just take the shows for what they are they are entertainment mm-hmm. um some of them give you a few good tips mm-hmm. but i mean you're not going to buy a two million dollar house being a part-time pencil sharpener And and, you know, with a degree in underwater basket weaving, exactly. You know, I I mean, they're cute, they're funny, just take them for what they are.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. These are some of our thoughts, don't take them too seriously. We like to have some fun here. Give us a call if you uh, would like to have more information about buying or selling your home. Our information is right on the bottom of the podcast here. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care.